Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the BadgerBlitz.com podcast. Of course, powered by Overtime Media. This is Jay Kokorowski, senior writer at BadgerBlitz.com. We got John McNamara, editor, recruiting analyst for BadgerBlitz.com and Rivals. Earlier today, Wisconsin received verbal commitment number 12 in terms of scholarships for the 2020 class with Colorado cornerback Max Lofi. And John, this is a big big one for Wisconsin in terms of getting a top cornerback target. And it also kind of for Wisconsin, it really, after a couple few weeks, their last verbal commitment in terms of a scholarship player was Malik Reed back in June. Now they have another defensive player in Max Lofi. Yeah. And this is coming from June when Lofi took his official visit to Wisconsin. Uh, so this is kind of, uh, I guess the, the, the breadcrumbs that are left after that that big stretch that Wisconsin had for uh, for three weekends in in the month of June, uh, yeah, like you said, Jake, you know, Lofi was probably their top t- cornerback target uh, really since he picked up an offer in, in late spring. Uh, Jim Leonard went out to Colorado uh, and extended an offer. I think that was his first Power Five offer, and after that, Minnesota came in, Oklahoma State, Arizona State, uh, and a handful of other schools. Uh, the schools that I mentioned were his top four. And then when we talked to him after his official visit, he, he said he was thinking about taking a, an official visit to Arizona State in July. Um, obviously, that did not happen. He committed to Wisconsin today. Uh, but again, yeah, it's a big get for the Badgers. Certainly not a position of need cornerback when you when you look at the uh, the guys that they already have on campus on the current roster and uh, the guys that they you know brought in the 2019 class as well are just kind of getting their feet wet uh, with summer conditioning and stuff like that. So uh, I think the plan right now is to take one cornerback, and that would be Max Lofi. Um, things can certainly change. Uh, you know, you look at a guy like Ladarius Rice, who has an offer from Wisconsin. Um, you know, he's a guy that could probably play safety if you need him to, or even wide receiver. So I think he's someone that they'll keep in contact with. But right now, uh, with where they're at scholarship-wise and where they're at in terms of need on the current roster, I would imagine Lofi is going to be your guy at cornerback uh, for this 2020 class. Right, and some quick def- uh, details on Lofi, three-star cornerback out of Colorado Springs, Colorado, Pine Creek High School. You already mentioned some of the offers, 15 offers overall, notably Minnesota, Oklahoma State, Arizona State, and then were, were the big ones, and then he visited Oklahoma State and uh, the Gophers. I believe he also had a Kansas State one, too, if I'm not mistaken. Let's, let's just kind of go through, uh, you know, maybe maybe we'll try to make this a, something with our each commitment and kind of break down each commitment this way. Maybe we'll call it our four down blitz in terms of these questions, John, real quick, in terms of the first question, what do you like about Lofi's high school game? Yeah, I think the first thing that pops up is that he is a guy who uh, is a two-way player in high school. Um, Obviously he's going to play cornerback for Wisconsin, but uh, he's also a pretty good receiver. Um, I think he had over a thousand receiving yards and like 16 touchdowns. Uh, this past season as a junior um, and he you know I wrote in our commitment 101 piece that he's another guy that you talk to who's a multi-sport athlete um, you know he's a basketball player and he also runs track and you know do a little digging on him uh, he won the 4a slash 5a Colorado Springs Metro League Championship on the 100 200 meter dash the the top personal best time I saw from him online was 10.85 seconds in the 100 which you know, is is not blazing fast, not elite time, but I mean that's that's uh, you know pretty 
pretty fast, you know, and that's kind of where you see a lot of those division one cornerbacks run. I, you know, I was looking back at a a Samar Melvin piece that I wrote and I think he was 10, eight, one. So, you know, and that, that 10, eight, 10, nine category, I mean, you're, you're going pretty fast. So um, I, I think he's a good athlete. And I think that once he gets to Wisconsin and focuses solely on cornerback that you'll see his game, you know, step up another few notches as well. And then with that, I mean, we, in terms of the second question on this four down blitz, how does he fit in the cornerback room for Wisconsin? Or, or can you foresee that what, how he could fit into that cornerback room once he gets on campus? Well, like we talked about with the depth on the roster, I think he'll be allowed a year to redshirt. Um, you know, there's a lot of guys who played last year who were young. Uh, there's, there's more guys, you know, coming in, like we talked about in the 2019 class. And then a couple from that 2018 class, uh, you know, Alexander Smith and Dante Burton, uh, missing the third one there from that group shot wild goose. Um, you know, you know, young guys there that are joining a group of, I guess you can call them veterans now with, you know, that Fayon Hicks and, uh, Caesar Williams and, and, you know, Deron Harold, that group. So, I mean, there's just, there's just a lot of guys there. So I think he'll have a chance to red shirt. Um, add some weight, you know, right now he's about 5'11", 170 pounds. Uh, so, you know, a year in the strength and conditioning program, I think will benefit him. Uh, but looking at him and, you know, I got a chance to see him walk around Camp Randall Stadium a little bit uh, during his official visit. I was there for Wisconsin's summer camp. Uh, you know, he looked long and I, I wrote again in our commitment one-on-one piece, he looks more to me like Harold and Williams who right now are the two tallest cornerbacks on the roster than he does maybe in comparison to a guy like Madison Cohn, who's a bit stockier. So, um, you know, I don't want to say that he's going to bring some big time length again, you know, he's five eleven, six feet tall, but uh, real long arms. It looked like in a frame to add uh, a lot more good weight. So I think he might bring a little bit more size to that cornerback room as well. Like I said, maybe more in the mold of, of Caesar Williams or Deron Harrell, who are just, a little bit taller than the rest of the cornerbacks in the current roster. And kind of going to our third question, talking about the commitment, the verbal commitment of Colorado cornerback, Max Lofi to Wisconsin. You already sort of, I think you already answered this already, but just ensuring how does this affect the 2020 class? Maybe on the defensive side. Uh, I know you mentioned cornerback. This might be their only corner from what it looks like, but how does this affect the 2020 class overall? Yeah, I, you know, I've kind of had the number 17 in my head as, uh, you know, pro- the likely number where Wisconsin scholarship class will will end, I guess you could say, when, when all is said is done. Again, that number is constantly changing. Um, you know, you look at the attrition on the current roster, what will happen. I always kind of bank, you know, four or five scholarships that uh, that get overturned, and you know, with attrition and guys having, you know, either transferring out or stepping away from the game for medical reasons or or, you know, anything in between, I guess. So I, I kind of think the magic number is, you know, 16, 17, 18. I think 17 is a safe number. And if we assume that, then there's probably five more spots available in this class. Um, and if you look at the the needs still remaining, I think you need one more running back. And, you know, a guy like Cavantre uh, Bradford is already taking the official visit uh, atop that list. Uh, then Lyneth Whitehead, who, who we talked about previously on the podcast, uh, a big kid from George who's talked about visited officially uh, in the fall at some point, Wisconsin, I believe, is what it is, top seven. I think he narrowed it to seven. Um, probably yeah. need one more wide receiver, and Wisconsin has uh, have seen you know a handful of their targets uh, select other schools. And 
Um, a guy named Isaac Smith picked up an offer today, and I think we'll talk more about him later in the podcast. Uh, probably one more tight end, and obviously Cam Large is the big target there. Uh, we're awaiting a decision from him that we expect uh, will come you know, probably in the next handful of days or so. Uh, outside linebacker, Caden Johnson, uh, top target there. And then I, I think, you know, if you if you have a fifth, it, it should probably go to the defensive line. But, you know, I really – I couldn't tell you who that top target or next in line is at the defensive line. Uh, there weren't any new offers, to my knowledge, after Nash Hutmacher's commitment uh, to Nebraska. Uh, defensive end, they look – maybe they might be set with just Cade McDonald there. So uh, it'll be interesting to see if they address the defensive line or feel like they can get by – uh, with just Cade McDonald in this 2020 class. And then my last question for you, because you kind of answered my fourth one. So let's, uh, I guess, okay, momentum-wise, in terms of, for Wisconsin, you mentioned Daniel Jackson going to Minnesota, who it sounds, I mean, from what he told us, it sounded like, you know, he, he said, you know, he liked Wisconsin. Um, you talked other uh, players where, uh, you know, Nash Hutmacher going to Nebraska. I guess, in terms of momentum, if if there is such a thing with recruiting, uh, does it help kind of shift the momentum back towards Wisconsin in terms of getting on a potential streak, in your opinion, or does that not really matter when it comes to recruiting uh, at this stage of the game? Well, I think, you know, things do go in streaks, but again, you have to look that, you know, it makes sense that they're going in streaks because, uh, you know, they happen when a lot of guys are on campus. So um, I don't think that a guy like Cam Large – or, you know, Caden Johnson looks and says, uh, you know, hey, Max Lofi committed. I want to be part of that momentum. But again, you could argue that, you know, that's what happened with Malik Reed when he saw that Jordan Turner committed. So, um, you know, I, I guess you could make an argument either way there. I, I don't think it's going to affect, um, you know, Cam Large and Caden Johnson, who I don't think is going to announce anything until, you know, maybe the fall at the earliest. But things tend to go in, in waves and um, you know, Wisconsin, this could be start of a, a wave for them. I don't think it's going to be anything big again, because, you know, they, a lot of those guys who took official visits in June have, have made their decisions. Um, but it, you know, I think that Wisconsin could probably, uh, finish the month with at least one more commitment. Um, and obviously the big guy there to watch is Cam large, and then they'll go into the fall and I think kind of re-examine that recruiting board. Um, you know, you look, we talked about the positions of need, you know, running back and wide receiver. Um, there'll be new targets that emerge there if need be. Um, and, you know, you know, don't count out Wisconsin looking at some guys who are committed to other schools. Uh, I think Wisconsin fans, the kind of pulse that I get is that they're worried about that tailback position. But, you know, again, a guy that we spent some time with uh, this uh, weekend, Jake, was it the weekend? <laughs> Down in Chicago. My days are right. all kind of mixed up. Oh, Which, man, you know, Jonathan you. Taylor. <laughs> and Jonathan Taylor is a guy that was committed to Rutgers in, in, in the fall, and Wisconsin flipped him. So, um, th- there's a long way to go, but Wisconsin's got a lot of their spots filled. And I think that you'll see new targets emerge in the fall uh, at the at the remaining positions of need if if the staff needs to put a few more offers out there. Okay, bonus question because you, you kind of put that out there. Is there any committed players that you feel could be – I'm not saying they'd be up for flipping, but do you think any committed recruits – for this 2020 class that Wisconsin could potentially retarget again? Um, you know, off the top of my head, I, I, there's nothing, there's no one that really comes to mind. Um, you know, I think if that were to happen, it would be someone new. Um, not necessarily that was on Wisconsin's radar previously. Uh, so maybe a new name would emerge. 
Um, I'm not sure that they could go back with a guy, you know, I'm just throwing a name out there, you know, a guy like Daniel Jackson who had Wisconsin in his top group. Um, but again, you know, that, that kind of stuff happens, but I think if, you know, if they were to offer someone who was committed to another school, it might be a name that we haven't seen so far, uh, in the 2020 class. Let's look at Isaac Smith, 2020 wide receiver out of Memphis, Tennessee has an offer from Missouri. Looks like kind of one of those late bloomers, maybe where maybe it'll things will start working now towards the summer before his senior year. You talked to him, what maybe twelve, maybe less than two weeks ago, about potential interest Wisconsin had in him, and then on Monday, Monday afternoon, he receives the offer from wide receivers coach Ted Gilmore and the Wisconsin Badgers. What's your take on this offer? Especially, you know, we talked about Daniel Jackson, but then Parker Washington commits to Penn State. Uh, you know, last month, what's your take on this offer uh, and what it could mean for Wisconsin? Yeah. And even the kid that committed to Arizona uh, that Wisconsin offered from the state of Arizona, his name is. Yeah. So, I mean, this, this to me is uh, next, next up. Uh, And I think Isaac Smith was, was next on Wisconsin's board at wide receiver and they put an offer out to him. And um, obviously I think they want at least one more guy to pair uh, with Shimmery DK in this uh, 2020 class. And, you know, Smith, I think is, is uh, you know, like you talked about, Jake, a guy that you know, he, he told me that he thought his recruiting was just picking up. Um, I think he's at a different school now. He told me that the coaches at his, at his new school have put out the film and, you know, they've kind of kickstarted his recruitment. And he thought the offer from Missouri, uh, you know, obviously an SEC school was going to get things started for him. I think he was right because um, just a couple of days later, Wisconsin offered, um, good size at about six foot three and 185 pounds. And I think if there's something that you wanted uh, to complement DK in this class, it was maybe a receiver with a bit more size, uh, not only in this class, but, you know, if you look at the current roster, you know, a guy who, you know, if he is a legit six, three, 185 pounds would, uh, would be a nice uh, addition to a roster with, you know, guys that are a little bit, maybe more speed guys, uh, guy, more guys on that roster that can, you know, maybe figure to play the slot or inside, but um, you know, certainly not a, a one of their top overall targets, if you, if you go back uh, to when the recruiting class started, but a guy right now because of need that they put an offer out to, and I would imagine that they get him on campus sometime uh, for an official visit, either the, either you know to close out uh, the summer, but probably more realistically for one of the first home games in the fall, I would assume. And then I guess too, you mentioned his size. How do you think he could fit? And I watched his huddle tape, for that matter. How does he fit in Wisconsin's offense? Or how could he maybe based off of projections of how he was used up based off of that huddle tape on in his junior year? Yeah. You know, he's a, he's a guy that can line up in a few different spots. Uh, but again, it, I think the thing that to me that sticks out is, is the size, you know, he six, three, 185 pounds right now. So maybe he's six, three, you know, 195, 200 pounds when he arrives on campus. Um, I, I think that, you know, that would complement some of the guys that they have on the current roster pretty well. Uh, you know, a vertical threat that's a little bit taller. Um, he's kind of a glider, you know, big, long strides. And um, I, I think that'd be really good with a guy like DK, uh, who's, you know, kind of a burner, uh, a guy that you could put all over the field. Uh, this is maybe a true vertical threat in, in a guy like Smith, uh, who also looks like he's a pretty good pass catcher and route runner as well. And wrapping up this conversation about Isaac Smith's offer, John, with AJ Taylor, a senior heading into 2019, uh, barring any injury, he 
will not redshirt this year. So he'll be the only one likely to leave this wide receiver group. Do you find it interesting that they want a second wide receiver in this 2020 class? Yeah, I would say it's it's a bit of a surprise. I think when you mapped out the 2020 class to start, uh, you thought maybe receiver, kind of like cornerback, was a position where you could get away with just taking one guy. But, uh, you know, with the offer to Smith, um, it kind of, you know, reinforces the point that Wisconsin wants to take uh, at least two wide receivers in this 2020 class. Um, you know, I'm not sure if there's something on the – that Wisconsin says, hey, you know, we, we need two wide receivers in this class because – uh, we feel like we need to have uh, an additional body uh, on campus, uh, you know, when it comes to, down when the 2020 uh, class arrives the f- next summer. So, um, yeah, I guess it's a bit of a surprise, but I think for a while now it's looked like Wisconsin's wanted to take at least two wide receivers in this class. And so, got, folks, we're going to take a quick break, come back, wrap the show, talk about what's ahead for Badger Blitz now that we have our position previews done, Big Ten Media Days is done. We'll talk about – Wrapping how John is wrapping up the high school series right now for the 2020 class. Stick with us. Give us about two to about a minute and a half, two minutes. We'll be right back here on the badgerblitz.com podcast, powered by Overtime Media. Thanks for sticking with us, folks, here on the badgerblitz.com podcast. Got John McNamara, editor, recruiting analyst for rivals and badgerblitz.com on the line. I'm Jake Kokorowski, senior writer. Thank you guys again for listening to the podcast. We'll talk about more about how you can subscribe uh, and how you can provide feedback later on. But before we let you guys go, you know, we got a lot coming up on the, you know, late July, Big Ten, uh, not Big Ten, but Wisconsin local media day will happen. I know I'll be there. We'll get a chance to talk with all the players, not just the three that were in Chicago We'll have more. John and I are going to be working on a breakdown, kind of a question of the day heading into fall camp uh, that we'll have. It's kind of sort of a round table discussion with us too. We'll have that coming up l- later this week, but John too, the big thing, you know, you have the high school series wrapping up. We're heading into the top 20 right now, top 15. We, I, you know, I'm reading these lists. You're seeing Mac commits, you know, in the thirties, you're seeing, you know, the, Big names, North, Northern Illinois. Uh, you know, you're also seeing just some of the offers that have gone out. Let's talk about that strength uh, of this class and just how hard was it for you to rank these players with with just the amount of offers? But just you know, even before that, just how strong, in your opinion, is this 2020 class? Yeah, it's a it's a real strong group. Um, you know, when I've done this list in the past before, and you know, I I felt like maybe I was stretching it too far to try to get to 50, but in, in this year's group, um, you know, with over 30 plus kids already committed to division one schools, um, it was really difficult to narrow it down. And, um, you know, I, I left off some really good football players, uh, that, that could certainly wind up at the division one level as well. So, um, it was, it was tough to narrow it down. It was a, you know, it's a fun list to compile. Um, but you know, it's like you said, Jake, it's a really strong 2020 in-state class, uh, 30 plus kids have already made commitments. Um, you know, I, I got to see, I got a chance to see a lot of these kids at Wisconsin's camp as well, which helped. And, you know, you look at their huddle tape and you talk to the kids as well. And, you know, obviously, you know, you look at the offers that they have and then coaching feedback. So, um, there's a lot that goes into it. Um, it's certainly not an exact science, but, uh, it, it's fun to put together. Um, you know, one of my biggest takeaways is, 
uh, you know, the, the breakdown of the schools that already have commitments. Wisconsin right now has 10 commitments uh, from kids in, in this in-state class and uh, seven scholarship guys. And then the walk-ons with Sean Timmis and Jack Van Dyke and uh, Duncan McKinley. Uh, and then, the, you know, a team that has done an excellent job is Northern Illinois uh, with first-year head coach Thomas Hammock, which obviously Wisconsin fans are familiar with his name. He was the running backs coach here a few years back. Uh, they have seven commitments right now. Uh, offensive lineman Anthony Vacula uh, from Whitnall, uh, Evan Buss from Kimberly, uh, Tyler Pitzel from McGuanago, John Champy from uh, Brookfield East. And then uh, a pair of linebackers in Devontae Smith from Milwaukee Vincent and Rasheen Thomas from Racine Park. And then, I'm sorry, I missed a tight end too, Jake Novotny from, from Marquette. So a really good haul for, for Thomas Hammock. And you would imagine he's going to continue to recruit in the state of Wisconsin really heavily, uh, not, not just in this class, but the years following as well. I guess, too, just taking a look and based off what you're seeing, we've seen it since Barry Alvarez took over as head coach starting in the 1990 season. Once again, with this class, it appears and correct me if I'm wrong, that Wisconsin is keeping its best talent for the most part within the state borders. Right. Yeah. There's, there's not a player right now that, that had an offer from Wisconsin that committed to a different school or uh, has an offer from Wisconsin right now. And it is uncommitted. They've, they've done an excellent job of locking up the, the top guys in the state um, that started, it seems like a real long time ago, Jack Nelson's commitment. He committed when he was a sophomore. Uh, we talked about DK earlier in this podcast. Uh, we talked about Cade McDonald during this podcast and Ben Barton, Tanner Bordellini and, uh, Cole Dakovich. And, uh, you know, probably the top prospect in this class is Trey Wedding, uh, rivals 100 kid, uh, a big offensive tackle from Kettle Marine high school. So yeah, it's, it's kind of business as usual, Jake, you know, like you talked about, uh, keeping the top talent from inside the state. I think one guy that I'm looking at uh, that, you know, maybe not necessarily Wisconsin might regret, but I, I feel like Minnesota got a really good kid in Lucas Finnessy, uh linebacker from Sussex Hamilton. Uh, I was at an NY2LA event. And I got to see him uh, play some basketball, and he's really well put together. Uh, looks like he's going to be a real good fit at outside linebacker for them. So, um, again, I don't think Wisconsin's going to regret it, and there's certainly time if they if they did want him, but – I think Lucas Finnessy could be a real good player for Minnesota, uh, the kid that's committed to the Gophers right now. I'll say, I know I talked about it a little bit earlier in this segment. Anything else that you want to talk about about what's coming up for BadgerBlitz.com in the coming weeks? Yeah, I feel like we've wrapped up all our position stuff and a couple more days left of the high school stuff. I also want to take a look at uh, some of the underclassmen to watch uh, for this uh, 2019 high school football season, but uh, fall camp's right around the corner. And I think we're going to get into that. Uh, I think we could have a commitment to cover in the next couple of days as well. So, uh, you know, it's, we keep things going around the clock and there's really, there's really no dead time. There's really no quiet time. Uh, you know, when, when you cover recruiting and, and team coverage as well. So uh, we'll, we'll keep things pumping right along, right into fall camp. And then, you know, as you know, Jake, then things go, uh, things go real quick once the fall hits. Absolutely. And I'll be there for fall camp coverage coming up. I uh, will see UW has not released their schedule to the media yet as to when, which practices or how many or what times those will be available. But I know when it, whichever ones are there are, are available. I'll be there for sure at the very least, uh, but also just how you guys can, you know, we, we love, would love you guys to become part of the badgerblitz.com family. 
Uh, if you haven't yet, we'd love, you know, check out the subscription for badgerblitz.com and rivals. It's a, it's a great community. You guys get access, premium access to the Badgers den, which is our exclusive forum. A lot of fun there, a lot of great characters. And it's a great community just to talk about Wisconsin, a lot of back and forth between John and I and the subscribers too. Uh, you guys can follow us on Twitter at Badger underscore Blitz. For John, it's at McNamara Rivals, me at Jake Coco, and then Facebook. That's where we put our stories, Wisconsin Badgers on BadgerBlitz.com. Then also uh, Instagram too, Darren Lee takes our photos, has some great one of those up. And then for this podcast, feel free to listen on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. If you click the subscribe button, it doesn't cost you a thing for this podcast, folks. It just means that whenever, whichever media you listen to, or whichever avenue you listen to, whether it's Apple or Google, Spotify, what happens next? Guess what? When it's available, it's instantly uh, updated to your phone, mobile device, listening device, iPad, whatever. You get that and you can listen right away. So uh, please do that. Feel free to give us reviews. Why? Helps us improve the show. What can we do better? We've already gotten some feedback, uh, you know, in the past month. We've worked to incorporate that uh, in our daily, you know, our well, our weekly podcast too. So please uh, continue to do that. We'd love five star reviews, but hey, be genuine. Tell us what we can do better. So uh, I've, I'll stop talking from there, uh, John. You know, we got a lot. Like I said, we got more coming up this week. Uh, I'm guessing I'll talk to you a little bit later this week. We might talk some Pat Fitzgerald comments. We might go into that. We we, we got some position previews to still talk about on this podcast as well yeah yeah never stops uh we'll we'll just keep pumping right along uh with with the coverage at badgerblitz.com that's right and you guys have a great start to the week tune in later on maybe thursday we'll drop another one coming up thursday or friday we'll figure out the times and our schedules and if our technology works which is always sometimes a, a trip but we'll make it work thanks again for listening we'll talk to you guys on another edition of the BadgerBlitz.com podcast, of course, powered by Overtime Media.